Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On my talk, 1071. Welcome back, Lori and Julia. Show for your Thursday, my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Thank you for joining us, Julia. Back on Monday, she's doing some skiing out in Montana, and she says the sun is shining there. What is that like? It's been a while. What? What is that uh, thing sun? in the, in the sky? I don't know. So Holly Roberts filling in. <laughs> oh my! God, I'm laughing at my brother so hard who's trying to get in a fight with Whitney Cummings on Twitter. Oh dear! Oh, bless his About heart. What? He's trying. Well, Whitney tweeted this morning. Twitter's not your personal journal. Journal. Twitter's not your personal journal. Twitter's not your personal journal. Okay. So well, my brother, thanks for that opinion. Yeah, so my brother writes back, I hear you, Whitney. I understand what you're saying. At the same time, you're not the queen of Twitter or social media. I'll do me. People can use it as they wish. Others can follow, block, or unfriend on the various sites as they wish. Thank you. I had a great biscotti today. <laughs> <laughs> what a troll, Lori. What a troll. Oh, that is so... <laughs> So good. Wow. And I tell you, my brother does get into some funny encounter. Alan Barkin follows him. And he has a lot of, he's a very, he loves tweeting about politics, tennis, and some gossip and then TV shows or movies, you know. Mm-hmm. But he has funny encounters and he's constantly screen saving them and showing me his latest his latest that, Twitter. That made riff. me laugh. That made me laugh. And my heart almost stopped this morning when I saw Gene Hackman trending. Whenever these, you know, old, like it's like Betty Way, oh, and then you go and it's their birthday. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Gene Hackman turned 90 yesterday. Happy birthday. One of the all time greats. He retired 15 years ago. He was on with Larry King in 2004. And he said, it was July. He said, it's probably all over. He didn't have any new scripts in front of him. And then the next year, he confirmed his retirement. And then a couple of years after that, he told GQ, if I could maybe film a movie in my house without disturbing anything and just one or two people, I'd do it. <laughs> Technically, so, he probably could now with technology yeah. if he wants. His last movie was 2004, Welcome to Mooseport. And then he's narrated two documentaries, The Unknown Flag Raiser of Iwo Jima. If you saw that, that was his voice, and we the Marines. Hmm. So that was 2017. So he was a Marine. He yeah, did serve that's in right. the Marine Corps. 
And isn't doesn't he write Civil War books? Gene Hackman. Ooh, I don't know. Or am I just making I a story know. up about him? Anyway. So he's keeping busy. Casey yeah, and I were t- I, talking about it because I said it was Gene Hackman's birthday. And he said, oh, I loved him in Hoosiers and Mississippi Burning. Yeah. And he just started going. French he goes, God, he's one of the best actors. I miss mature movie stars. Yeah. Like Gene Hackman was a mature movie star. For a long time. For a long time. Because oh, yeah. when we first got to know him, I want to say he was in his late 30s or early 40s, 40s when he yeah. did The French, French Connection. Connection. And there's just something about having yeah. that kind of Ugh. adult presence on screen. Well, Popeye <sighs> Doyle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. The first Academy Award nomination he got was for Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, yeah. And then in 1971, he had his third Oscar nod for Popeye Doyle, French Connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he had won that one, yeah. Yeah, and then he was nominated for Mississippi Burning, and then he won again in 92 for Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood's oh, yeah. epic Western. So anyway, good to know that he's still around. Yay. Jessica Simpson stopped by Jimmy Kimmel, and she is just as ditzy and fun as ever, I will say. I think the way she's talking is a result of the lip injection filler that she's getting. <laughs> she's been sober for two years. Yeah. She's talking to Jimmy Kimmel kind of mumbles. about her book. It's called Open Book, and it was so funny. He goes, so you wrote a book? And she goes, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm just such an open book. And then I said to somebody, hey, is that book title taken? And, and they're like, no, it isn't. I couldn't believe it. Well, then let's call it that. And then Jimmy goes, and look at your book comes with directions. Open, open book. book. Oh. <laughs> anyway, they were cute together. Here she is telling a story about um, she had tried out for the Mickey Mouse Club. And, of course, we know. Her class would have been the class of Ryan Gosling, Justin Timberlake, Brittany, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling. Here's a little story. So you know, did you have a relationship then with the other Mouseketeers? I, well, throughout life, um, we yes. all found our way back to each other in I ways. See. We were in the same circuit. And um, I circuit. knew Justin Timberlake very well. Right. Um, okay. After divorce, and he was out of a relationship, he was like over at my house. Oh, and uh, we shared a nostalgic kiss. But and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And he took his phone out and started typing. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I hope that's not like another girl. Like, did I like stick my tongue out too much, or you know? <laughs> but um, apparently, him and Ryan Gosling had a bet on who would kiss me first when they were 12 years old. And so he texted Ryan and said he won the bet. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Um, so we don't kiss again. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I play that story to just show you again what a douchebag Justin Thank Timberlake you. is because this is <laughs> years, years later. later. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he still reverts yeah, to oh frat boy, boy yep. JT. I kissed her first to make her feel like absolute. Oh, and here's Jessica Simpson trying to explain it away. No, it's okay. We, you can say what we're all thinking. JT is a d bag. He it is, is okay. the fact it that he okay. held on to that all the way into adulthood, at least twelve years later, and then texted Ryan Gosling after he kissed Jessica. I mean, that is appalling. Yeah. Bye, Justin. It really. Bye. It really, really is. But she was delightful on the couch. Some people were like, "Oh, she still sounds like she's." 
wasted, but she's always been really, you know, kind of a ditzy wanderer talker. Yes. In circles. And she's just got a, a little bit of filler in her lips that's making her southern accent a little bit more pronounced. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Done and done. Done and done. But yeah, I couldn't, I just, I was just like, he is forever D bag. He <laughs> yes. really is. Yes. He really, really, he really is. is. Donnie yeah. posted uh, the Better Call Saul, the last season five trailer. It's, uh, you know, the prequel to Breaking Bad. And it's, um, that show comes back February 23rd. But yeah, that's it. Kind of bummed it's ending after five. Like, well, I think do it's. Do you think is it coming to the end because yeah. now they're running into Breaking Bad? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. it's, 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 the timing is, is good. You yeah, only have so much good time. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's time for him to make yeah, meet Walter White. He's just. Bob Odenkirk is so good in that he, role. He really is. Yeah. And you know what? I have to just give a shout out again to people if they are cozying up with the gloomy cashmere blanket that's called January Skies. Watch The Witcher. Okay, all right. It is so good. <laughs> is, it, is it cozy? Is it going to keep you warm? Is well, it gonna... kind of, because it's, it's fairy tale, mm, medieval, yeah. fable, very female-oriented, gratuitous nudity, violence that men will like and women can, you know, won't find too much, and uh-huh. kind of Game of Thrones-ish, and Henry Cavill grunting. And, mm. <laughs> Henry Cavill grunting. Oh. No, I mean, the, the one word he says more than any other is, mm. Donnie, did you like it? Did you finish it? <laughs> yeah, it was just... You know, popcorn fun. It was so fun. Yeah. And then I am dragging out, spinning out, because I don't want it to be in. I don't want it to be over, but there's only, I just have a couple more episodes. I need to watch Bonfire of the Destiny. I'm, I got to check out Cheer, and I am watching Dare Me on USA. There's a lot going on. Now, I did watch the first episode of Cheer, first two episodes of Cheer. And did if you, like you liked, yeah, if you liked is it. Is it reality? It is reality. Okay. It's a docu-series about... The cheer team at Navarro College in Texas. Well, I'm up to my eyeballs in the antics of the cheer team that are going on on Dare Me on USA Today. And I would like to just say those girls are wild. It's a little less salacious than that. Okay. But it, do you remember the show on MTV, True Life, the docuseries? Yeah. Where they would be like, I'm getting calf implants or I'm partying too much. Yeah. I feel like cheer fills that void. Okay. So it's a fun, interesting docuseries right. in, about young people. Okay. So, you know, go for it. I just saw a lot of people buzzing about that, but Witcher, the most streamed Netflix show in the history of Netflix. That's crazy. Like 78 million that is crazy. streams in January. Because that show, it, it that is like caramel corn. You can't stop. <laughs> Okay, once you, you kind of get the hang of the fact that there's three storylines sort of happening, it's caramel corn. It's better. It's caramel corn and butter popcorn all in the same one with maybe some milk duds oh. thrown in there. Might be even a Chicago mix, throwing a little cheddar in that one. Yes. 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 Well, so, we certainly need shows like that right now. Yeah. Just oh. it, I, I was like, why did we tear through that so fast? And Casey was like, we couldn't stop watching. Remember, We both like just... It was just fun. Anyway, I don't know. What are we watching right now? I guess the show, the go-to Sunday show that I have to watch close to right away as possible is The Outsider, that HBO one, the Stephen King. It's 
It's good. It's oh, so good. Haven't good. dipped into it yet. Yeah. Holly, you said you like to have us. So we talked about this when Ray Donovan ended Casey and Early. I don't know what it is about a, every a once a week Sunday night show, yeah, but that is a good. To to. I like my Sunday stories. Yeah, there is something about that not being able to watch it once. But the Outsider, like the Ray Donovan ended, and that one came along. Yeah, Just it perfect. saved us. It's yeah. perfect. Awesome. <laughs> All right, listen. We come back. Uh, we're going to have the dirt alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right. Jeez, I feel like we've talked about all the dirt, but yet I know we haven't, Holly. No, we have not. Let's talk about some of the dirt that's happening over on The View with Megan McCain confirming that she and her former View co-host, Abby Huntsman, feuded while working on the show together. I saw that she was on with Andy Cohen and Melissa Gorga, but I did not watch this last night. Yes. So this what did she say? revelation happened on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And Megan McCain admitted that she and Huntsman feuded behind the scenes, but have since mended fences. Megan said, Abby and I have been f- friends for over 10 years. Our parents were friends in politics. We worked on Fox together. That's and true. She said part of the reason that Abby came to The View is because we were friends. And uh, she said, we did get into a fight, which is a very small fight and a friend fight. And all friendships have ups and downs. Oh, let me just. <laughs> okay. They got okay yeah, yeah. Hollywood speak that, please. They got in an epic, epic thing where Abby could no longer be her friend and be on that show Mm. because Megan is, she's really easily um, provoked. Oh yeah. Easily, easily provoked. I mean, and she can't hide an emotion on her face and, and supposedly the only one talking off air and, off like the show or on weekends or was Abby. Mm-hmm. And then maybe Abby was just like, I am sick of talk, trying to talk to you about this. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you get sick of that. Well, right. And uh, Megan I don't said, believe it was one small friend. No, fight. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, Megan McCain went on to say it was sort of bizarre for me. And I think it's bizarre for her to have the fact that we got into one fight over two years. So she's sticking to the story yeah. that we just got into one fight over the two years that we worked together on the show to be put under the dissection in the media to be weaponized. Yeah. Well, here's my assumption. I'm going to say that it was a fight that um, <laughs> uh, that Megan I know that Abby was like trying to probably help her as a friend and coach her about like dialing back her reactions, mm-hmm. her pouting, mm-hmm. because every, you know, every once in a while we'll have something on this show and any live show where somebody obviously visibly gets mad at somebody else. And sure. it doesn't happen real often, but when it happens, it's awkward for everybody. Yeah. You can feel it and you know it and you go home and you go, why did I do that? And you feel bad about it. So imagine if that you're on TV and. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Every day, yeah. every day is that. And Abby is the friend who's like, and she's like, oh, this is too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go work for my dad. I got my new baby and... And it's an easy way out for yeah. Abby Huntsman to say, hey, look, I'm going to be leaving. I'm going to be working for my dad's but campaign. But Megan doesn't even get that. Though. Like she's had probably this, uh, you know, person just going, you know, girl, you got to chill. Yeah. You need to dial it back. Have you ever had to coach somebody who doesn't hear you? Yeah. That's been a friend or a co-worker and you're on the same level. It's very difficult uh to do because it's ultimately they have to go well it's exhausting and they have to go on the journey themselves it's not gonna work with a person particularly like megan mccain who likes to project yeah but perhaps from what i've watched on the view is maybe not the best of listeners (laughs) where i'm not a regular person of the view that's just me making a total assumption about the way she communicates anyway so that's what megan had to say about that all right well i wish i'd watched it more well it's on youtube that's true okay what else do we have from the view right so another story from the view is coming to us courtesy of ross matthews remember ross the intern from from the tonight show well he has a new book coming out called name drop and he has a story about barbara walters you didn't think you were going to get some hot barbara walters gossip today but you are and of course he really i mean then he went to e and he did fashion stuff and now he's rupaul i mean Mm -hmm. he's really gone a long way from ross the intern the boy with the high voice if you think about it he sure has and i love a book called name drop where he's just going to do nothing but name drop great stories well here's one of them that he's teasing so ross matthews said that in 2007 he was asked to appear on the view and that that appearance went so well that barbara Walters suggested that matthews should return to co-host i mean how great is that the executive producer of the view is asking you to be a co-host well he did that and Ross was still doing the Rossi intern bit at the Tonight Show, so he had NBC camera crews following him to film the experience. Like, oh, look, I'm the intern, and I got the job as a co-host on The View. Right. He says he was invited into the makeup room. The ladies were working on hot topics, doing mm-hmm. pre-show prep, and Matthews recalls that he felt comfortable chiming in on one topic, and that's when he claims that Barbara Walters barked, Who is he? And why is he here? Well, didn't she already know who he was? Well, well let's see. You know, remember, well, she might not have remembered who he was. She meets a lot of people. Okay. Yeah. So Matthews assumed that she was kidding because he's like, Barbara, you asked me on the show. So he responded in a dramatic fashion saying, I'm here to co-host The View. And probably uh, very dramatic because he could be a yeah. dramatic player. Yes. I love it. And he said that Elizabeth Hasselbeck kind of saw that Barbara Walters was not joking about this. She tried to defuse the situation by reminding Walters who Ross Matthews was. But apparently Barbara Walters was having none of it. She said, can please, someone please tell me who this is so I can talk about him on television. Oh my oh my and then Matthews <laughs> responded to that by saying, why are you being so mean to me? And then Barbara Walters replied, because I have no idea who you are 
or why you are here. That is hilarious. (laughs) Oh, my word. I absolutely love it. Well, then what happened when they got out on the and he's co-hosting? Well, he did ask Barbara Walters. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to take that personally. Whatever. It's Barbara Walters. And he asked, uh, Barbara, do you have any last minute advice for me? And she said, I'd like to tell you to go out there and be yourself, but I hope you won't. Oh, oh, (laughs) ouch. Oh, Donnie, see if you can get Ross the intern on. Okay. Name drop. It comes yeah, out so February Tuesday, 4th. Yeah. That would I be mean, super fun to have. Fun. I would love to read that, you know, because I feel like Joan Rivers did that in a couple of her books. All she did was name drop stories. So mm-hmm. good. So good. So good. That I mean, and he, you know, that he would be fun and engaging and being being able to tell these kinds Maybe, of stories. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I can totally see see Barbara doing all of that. Absolutely. 110%. And I bet he flung out his arms and said, I'm an air to go. And then I, oh gosh. Who the hell is this? All right. So uh, Selena Gomez is now Instagram's fourth most followed celebrity. Oh, she's not the most followed. She dropped two places since last year. Now, uh, The Rock is the most followed person on Instagram. Oh, I thought it was Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Oh, he is. Excuse me. Uh, Then it goes The Rock. Then it goes Ariana Grande. Then it goes Selena Gomez. She still ranks six players places higher than justin bieber so that's, that's good. good that's take good that. yeah, yeah take that <laughs> and uh something else that donnie posted today on the laurie and julia show page at mytalk1071.com sylvester stallone has a new do and he's gone light he has gray hair and it looks he's nice on him the hair diets makes his uh, plastic surgery less noticeable and awkward yeah, he still it's softened up. Yeah, he still has that done. like thick neck thing in yeah. the hair, but it looks good. He softened it up. And I, it just... I'm telling you, when I walked by him five times at the Italian restaurant that I was at the night he was there with his family, because I had to walk by him five times. <laughs> she has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> his hair was so dark, and his skin texture was so odd. It had a wax statue effect. So oh. I like the silver. Okay. I bet his wife talked him into that too. I was going to say, it looks like his, he's got chicken texture on his skin. Yeah. yeah. The gray is good. Nice yeah, silver fox. Yes. All right, take a look at that. All right, what's happening, Donnie? All right, 35W Southbound. Uh, we got a problem there for you. 14 minute delay. 35W Southbound at Portland Avenue South. That is not fun. So if you can think of an alternate route, please do so before you uh, find yourself in that area. 494 Westbound, a vehicle has spun out there. Robert Street and Delaware Avenue in Sunfish Lake. And maybe one more to tell you about is on 494. There's a crash there across town in Baker Road near Eden Prairie. All right, let's take a look at the uh, forecast. Chance of snow, maybe some freezing drizzle before midnight, and then it'll turn to all snow after that, but less than half an inch, so nothing to be concerned about. Now tomorrow, drizzle, snow, and freezing drizzle likely before 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then that uh, stays drizzle between 4 and 5, so that could affect your drive home tomorrow afternoon. Let's see, 25 for the low tonight, 33 tomorrow, and our temperature is already at the predicted low, so things are going to stay pretty steady, and it's 25 at MyTalk. Listen wherever you are, whenever you want, with the MyTalk app. Live streaming and on-demand podcasts right there in your pocket. Download today at MyTalk1071.com, keyword app. She has a theory.
Well, this is a theory that has been proven and it's been studied for three years. What do you think? Honey and vinegar. What do you think works better for teachers? Oh, honey or vinegar? I was thinking actual honey or actual no. vinegar. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really know, to be honest. Honey is praise. Vinegar is punishment. Well, honey, duh. Yeah, yeah duh. duh. But this is theory, so we got to go with that theme Oh, music. yeah, sorry. It's so Thursday this, today. Sorry. This is Brigham Young University. They had three years on this project, and they had 2,500 students from three different states, all different ages, kindergarten, like like sixth grade. So what they found is um, praise and positive reinforcement are powerful tools that sometimes teachers fail to utilize in their classroom Mm. because we get focused on the negative, the negative or trying to get people to stop doing, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm. But they studied if you find something to praise, that's what they're saying. Oh, my gosh. Apparently. Yeah, it's your instinct to reprimand a problem person with a negative, yeah. not to praise them. Right. It's yeah. not like it's a That hey. would really be a hard one to do. I guess parents uh, could maybe do this. But mm-hmm. anyway, what they found is that if that they got the, the kids did better 20 to 30 percent more with praise. Well, that's a lot. That is kind of a lot, that's isn't it? Yeah. That the more teachers praised, the less they punished or scolded, the more students paid attention and completed assigned work. If you feel good about what you're doing, then you're probably going to feel better overall. You don't want to feel shame from your teacher. Well, I know, but I mean, it held true even among this experimental groups and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, that's kind of like, you know, you do get in the habit of nagging people. I mean, I get it. It's like, you know... Hey, Jaden, shut up. Yeah. But, you know, like incentivize it. Be positive. Be like, take your words and maybe apply them to something else. You'll catch higher grades from your students if you can figure out how to praise them with honey instead of dousing them in vinegar. Okay. Thank you for that. Now, here is a theory. Do you think people would be willing to add something to their diet if it could add four years to your life i say yes yes yeah sure and what are we adding what is the what is the fountain of youth to add four years yeah what is it dairy people oh really drinking milk okay what's this sponsored by the dairy association oxidative medicine and cellular longevity journal is where i got this missy (laughs) this is no spawn con (laughs) survey (laughs) So what they found out, okay, do you know what telomeres are? Have you guys heard that word? T E L O M E R. Okay, so yeah. telomeres the are the end caps of human chromosomes. Okay. And they're extremely correlated with age. Basically, it's a biological clock of sorts. So each time a cell replicates, which happens as we all age, humans choose shed a little telomere. Mm-hmm. So the older a person gets, the shorter these telomeres get. And what this study found out, and those things, you know, once you're all out of telomeres, you're, you're, oh, you're yeah, checking out. Okay, and so what they found is they looked at the relationship between telomere length and milk consumption. And then what kind of milk? Whole, two, one, skip, skim. And they found that the more high-fat milk a person drank, the shorter their telomeres were. And it works out to four years in biological aging. Wow. Hmm. Get that good fat. 
Yeah, yeah. and that's going to help. Now, the researchers say that milk is the most controversial food in our country. Did you guys know that? I, I believe it. I mean, I'm unaware, we're unaware of that in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Kind of. <laughs> we're in the, the dairy land. Of dairy. I, I did not know that. Yeah, well, milk consumption has dropped precipitously over the last few years. Well, and this this researcher, researcher said, if someone asked me to put together a presentation on the value of drinking milk, I could put together a one-hour presentation that would knock your socks off and you'd think, whoa. We should all be drinking more milk. It does a body good. It does. What they said. Yeah, I know Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Anyway, so they were surprised to note that those who stayed away from cow milk in general had shorter telomeres than adults drinking low-fat milk. When was the last time that you guys had an honest-to-goodness glass of old-fashioned milk? Just straight up. Uh, I guess in my oatmeal. I put a straight-up glass of milk, but it's got oatmeal and but, everything, yeah. so straight-up glass of milk. No. Drinking it out of the glass, not I, just using it as an yeah. ingredient for yeah, something. Yeah, all right. No, I'm ba- I need to start drinking. I need to add four years to my life because of some of my other bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> got to even it out. Yeah, even would you like to out. talk about those? Yep. No, but oh, okay. I'm just saying okay. that <laughs> this is a way of counter-aging. Yeah. So you're going to break even then for all the bad things some that you've Some of it, done. you know, like mm-hmm. you, or have an apple a day, drink more milk. I, I do like milk. I just have to have it with something. Yeah. I guess the last time I had a glass of milk was about a month ago when I had French toast for dinner and I had a big glass of milk with it. Oh, that's perfect. Decent. Yeah, that, that was not that so long good. ago. No. no. Okay. All right. Here's another one. Here's a, This really belongs in duh. So I'm going to skip over that one. Okay, mm-hmm. bye. Uh, here it is. Hail to the press. 85% of Americans say media is an integral part to democracy yay 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 freedom of the press certain people well (laughs) just it was uh, 85 percent this was a uh this was a a survey you guys but 85 percent of the uh, 1500 adults said media is very important and it broke down 80 percent of republicans said that 95 percent of democrats and 89 percent of independents Said the media is important, so look at that. Something everybody agrees on, basically. Yeah. That's kind of good. That's good to know. Yes, I and like that. Even though it feels like different generations of Americans have never been more at odds, and if you break down this survey and you look at it by age and take away the political affiliations, 84% of Gen Z said, yep. 82% of Gen X. Yep, media is important to democracy. 82% of baby boomers, 81 of the greatest generation, 93% of millennials um, agreed that it's a part of a important part of democracy. Those are good statistics. Very good. Even, acro- even across the board. Yeah. Yeah. So, whew. I know. I'm very happy about that. Um, and then they looked at it dialed down to specific cable news. Um, and it was kind of the same sort of numbers. 26% said Fox does the best job of accurate news with no bias. 24% said the same of CNN. People, same thing. Uh Um, but only 11% believe MSNBC was unbiased. Um, and a lot of people were just uh, undecided about they're, it. They're all biased. Uh, well, every way. yeah, they're mm-hmm. in in some degree. You yeah. can't you can't help it. But there is a thing with facts and asking hard questions that is 
the media's job. And I would be worried if there weren't people doing that. Yes. Yeah. We need people to ask hard questions. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, uh, I guess that's really all my theories. I have, well, this one, the cost of having a baby in the U S keeps going up. So. Oh, well, no, that's no a, that's the study of duh, Lori yeah, again, is. wrong day of the week, it wrong really day of the week. Yes. Boy, but if they, if they do this, you know, these little studies, um, and the costs are staggering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not cheap. So I'm glad that there are lots of people out there who want to take on the cost of having a child. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I know it. Otherwise, we wouldn't have little kids singing Dinosaurs in Love. That's, that's right. That's true. That just made us, oh, where go? our day smile. Mm. Go to Twitter, Donnie. Yeah, no, I, 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 I know where to find it. And I think you should save Dinosaurs in Love. I think we might need it on blue days here and there and everywhere and just cheer each other up. So this was an original track created by a kid. A four-year-old and her dad is a UK musician. Did you not hear this yesterday? I did not hear it yesterday. All right. We're going to play Dinosaurs in Love. When we come back, it is going to make you smile. It is a love letter to dinosaurs as only a four-year-old can do. We'll be right back fun follow us on social media find my top 1071 on instagram facebook rosenthal who kind of took the internet by storm yesterday because her dad posted her little sort her little dinosaurs in love and what's really cute about what he posts on twitter it's just her singing you don't see her and then just the words and he kind of helped her of course with the music but she did write all the words she did oh. she wrote she did. the lyrics yeah here we go dinosaurs eating Tragedy. Oh, I forgot to say goodbye. I know. That just, uh, it just was darling. Yeah. Did you have you seen a picture of little Fen? She's darling. She. Oh, she yeah, sounds she's really cute. cute. She was wearing a unicorn sweatshirt yeah, and little earmuffs little with earmuffs. cats on them. Yes. Every parent who has a three or four year old, you better be getting your kid to like yeah. see if they can come up with a little song because you know <laughs> they've got something they're obsessed with. But now, can you play an instrument and come up with a tune? That guy is good. <laughs> he is good. That was kind of a nice little, very perfect, clever. Yeah. Well, okay, speaking not of dinosaurs, but this is a bad segue to somebody who passed away. The man with the golden gut is what he was nicknamed. I never knew that. Fred Silverman. Oh, TV legend. He is a TV legend, I guess, isn't he? He Yes. Yeah, that was his nickname, the man with the golden gut, because 
He's considered one of the most influential execs in television history. He gave yes. David Letterman his first TV show. He did All in the Family. He's like, yep, The Waltons. Yep, Charlie's Angels, Roots, Hill Street Blues. He did spinoffs. Yeah. Is that kind of right. where well, he really... Right, well, because Fred Silverman was really famous for shepherding all three networks from the bottom to the top. Right. And he did that with ABC, ABC, CBS, and NBC at three different times. So it was like, this was a guy that was able to turn around anything and super legendary in that way. Wow. Yeah. So... I, he, didn't, I did not know that about him. I knew that name. Yeah, all three. Yes, networks. because Amazing. if you're so television history, geek out a little bit. Like back when CBS in the late '60s, early '70s, there, there was this concept in TV called the Rural Purge, and he kind of shepherded that. Where it was like, we're going to get rid of Gomer Pyle, we're going to get rid of Hee Haw, we're going to get rid of Petticoat Junction, the Beverly Hillbillies, all these shows that were really popular, but they wanted to put CBS in a new direction. So it's like. Hey, we're going to do Mary Tyler Moore, All in the Family, oh, all of the stuff. So it was mash. just like a turnaround mash, wow. all of those shows. He gave us Love Boat. He did? Yes. He gave us Charlie's Angels. Yes. yes. And Scooby and Marie. Scooby Doo. Right. The Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour. Okay. Kojak. Yeah. Wow. The Jeffersons. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Super. The legendary. man with the golden gut. Well, he was 82. He must have retired a while ago. I hope he had a good long retirement. He got to die at home. He lived in Pacific Palisades. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So he was really in a golden age of of like changing television history. Totally. Yeah. Soap. I yeah. think he did gave he I think he greenlit soap, which yeah. that was a groundbreaking. He greenlit show. Happy Days. The and Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. Charlie's Angels, The Love Boat, Donnie and Marie, Three's Company, Eight is Enough. And then he moved over to NBC. And then that's when he did the things like the Hill, Hill Street, Street Blues. Blues. Yeah. Yes. The Facts of Life, Different Strokes. He scheduled all of these shows. It's really fascinating to think about. There are these figures in television history. That gave, that gave the green light on so many shows. Like I think at Tori Spelling's dad, Aaron Spelling, how many shows he created. Yes. Prolific. Or, or you know, Norman Lear, who's still you know, going and think about his impact. Think about Norman Lear. Yeah. He's still active in Hollywood. He was a writer on the Colgate Comedy Hour for Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Is that like the 50s? Like Mm, early early 50s. Early days of television. Really early days. That's like, wow, he's still out there doing it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. And I like his partnership with Jimmy Kimmel and bringing those live shows. I think... The person who I think should get an Emmy is Marissa Tomei for Edith Bunker. She's spot on, so hilarious. As you know, impersonating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Gene Stapleton. Gene Stapleton. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, right. And, and here, you know, Fred Silverman was a big uh, supporter of All in the Family when CBS was saying, Are, are you shows, kidding? Are you kidding? Uh-huh. We're not gonna, they, they, were gonna, they wanted to bury it at 10.30 Eastern time. Oh, really? Yes. And Fred said, You've got to be crazy. This is a great show. And he was right. And then think of all the shows that that spun Maud. off. The yep. Jeffersons. Jeffersons yeah. Good times. Archie's place. Yeah. yeah oh, well, <laughs> we can't, are... can't win them all. <laughs> yeah. He'd probably moved on to another network. Yeah. By yeah. He did move yeah. on to. He was I guess ABC. I didn't realize that that was, well, that's a pretty big claim to fame to turn around three networks. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. 
Oh, speaking of networks, my bat, my boyfriend Matt Goodman is on a little sabbatical from ABC. They had to suspend him. Oh, He's yes. the guy with the wavy hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, he 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 reported on the air on live television uh, bad information about the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash. Yeah. yeah, he said all of the kids had died. Oh yeah, on live TV. I know that the reporting of that story was just. Well, Ellen Pompeo took down TMZ and Harvey Levin yesterday uh-huh. for being the first ones to break the news before the family got the news. Yeah. Terrible. And Har- Harvey's excuse was, we got it right from LAPD. No, he doesn't say that. because oh, I read that today. That's oh, Harvey Levin said, well, yeah. we got it from LAPD. Yeah, I know, but that's a problem for the LAPD. You know yeah. that they had a uh, boy the who is leaking. Well, there's only a gazillion people who could. Yeah. Leaking or who's to, well, getting think about paid who, or whatever. It's very, very, I mean, it borders on unethical, I believe. Well, if it, it doesn't border, outright, it is. It yeah. is, okay. Because I was going to say, if you're going to get inside information like that, one can only speculate that there's a little grief of the wheels that's happening that's between. not right and by no. the way i watched the royal divide last night on abc where i watched it this morning and then the the one on fox and oh what? it was so cheesy oh, i can't even believe it it was so bad it did but the abc one deborah roberts it was good they had a lot of royal experts of different places and it, yeah it was good it was it was a good little royal report if you like it okay. basically the princess did save the princess at the end of the day <laughs>